0: comes a 1-2 pitch. He shot win the World Series. High five! And crushed it! It's a grand
1: slam! I'm telling you, it's time to party.
0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Sox Fan Pod. Technically, this is episode 9. Uh we have not posted since May of 2023. Um, But we are back. I am Joey Girigos. I'm joined with Eric Byrne and Quinn Riley. So we've got a bit of a different crew. Um, You've got three high school juniors here just talking about Boston Red Sox baseball. And we're joining a pretty congested um, podcast community. There's a lot of Red Sox podcasts out there. So we're not going to try and uh, fill you in on all the time we've missed that would take quite a few hours. So uh, we're just going to jump in with the most recent Red Sox news. We're going to get chatting about that. We are recording on spring training eve, which is very exciting. The Red Sox are playing the Northeastern Huskies in the classic college versus, uh, I guess, Red Sox versus college team. They play either BC and Northeastern or BU? They don't play so. BC. They don't play BC. Oh, well. Um, I guess they just, it's just, just played been, it's
1: been Northeastern for the long They used to, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so they play Northeastern tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see some of the regulars in action. Um, but anyway, the most recent moves that the Red Sox have made, um, they haven't been big and obviously the fan base has been, uh, moves. What moves pretty furious. Hey, perfect. Uh, perfect segue. Thank you, Eric. Uh, they signed Liam Hendricks to a two year contract with a, Mutual mm-hmm. option for the third year. They traded John Schreiber for David Sandlin. They signed Michael Fulmer to a two-year deal. They I would call those moves. Team. I'd call those small shifts in
1: certain directions.
0: You know what I call them? I call them small moves.
1: Yeah, small moves. And yeah.
0: that's a move. So, um, The, the Schreiber deal, yeah. I actually think it's a pretty crazy story how I broke that news. I was sitting in the car in North Carolina, and I was thinking about the time. When last or two off seasons ago, when Schreiber was elite. I, I'm actually curious on what you guys are going to have to um, say on this. So um, when he was 20, like 2022? Yeah, 2022. Right, yeah, yeah. When he was like one of the
2: best relievers yeah. in baseball. Um, um Well, I kind of wrote about this. So I'll just kind of debrief what I wrote. Um, it pretty much just... A lot of drop in soft drop in velocity. Um, uh, fastball velocity went from 94. You're talking about no, no, sorry, hold on. You're talking about from 2022 to 2023, right? Yes, 2022, yes right to clarify. 94.5 to 93.2 on the fastball. VAA went from three and a half to three eight. Uh, which the pitch that means the pitch is less flat, meaning it will induce less whiffs. Um, and then the slide and then the sweeper um 82.1 to 80.9 22 23 uh and you just saw a massive drop-offs drop-off in whiffs um and he really struggled against left-handed bats too he he was perfect he was still very good against right-handed bats um even if he wasn't able to get whiffs control was also not good last year at all yeah, but again, that was more against against left-handed bats. It, 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 he was
1: more... he was getting into really bad counts against left-handers. I remember he yeah. got, I remember he walked so many guys.
2: Yeah, and there was um, the you know it's it's easy to look at his walk rate and call it a day, but there were a clear. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to see how what his velocity looks like in the spring here because. It's ob- it was obviously down last year and it really affected how he performed. And I think the injury probably had something to do with it. Obviously, it was a right shoulder injury, so it's the shoulder he's throwing with. Uh but yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking of.
0: Well, anyway, before I was I was sort of trying to what I was getting at there is that actually Quinn, thank you for the quick Actual pitch analysis. What I was just saying is that I was thinking about before we got traded, Red Sox stats tweeted this poll. He was like, Would you trade John Schreiber for a top 100 prospect? Similar to the ross to the Yankees deal when they traded a top 100 pitching prospect in Wazinski. And I remember I was just so against it. And I was just was sitting in the car thinking about how I would never have done that deal for whatever reason. And then five minutes later, he gets traded for, um, Probably not even a top 250.
1: Wait, Stats tweeted that this year?
0: No, he tweeted that in 2022, and I was just thinking about it. And yeah. how the whole fan base was like, no, we're not going to trade our best reliever. Um,
1: for a top See, I, had, I had Schreiber. I made a trade proposal with, with St. Louis on, like, MLB trade values that had Bogarts and Schreiber in it. Remember when the Cardinals were, like, big Bogart suitors? Yeah. And I forget who it was for, but... Everyone was like, You can't trade the best reliever with eight years of control, like, or not six years of control. And I was like, "Hmm."
2: There is a sorry to cut you off there, but there, there is a vast, you know, people look at the ERA, the ERA they put up and think, you know, and, and, and think value compares to what a starter is. If you look at the top 100, there is really not. All that many relievers on there, and that's for a reason. I, there's
1: like none.
2: There's none, yeah. exactly. There, you know, there's guys who might make a transition to the bullpen, but there is no pure relievers. That's why, that's why guys like Luis Guerrero and Alex Hoppe on Sox Prospects rankings, they're big league guys, and they will make they will be in a big league bullpen fairly soon, but they're not going to be that all that high in the rankings simply just because of the sheer number of innings you're getting from them, which is not even close to what a starter can give you. That's why um and and I think people just look at the ERA and think, you know, and don't understand the actual value that a reliever has. I don't I'm not even sure that um he probably could, but it's not even a guarantee that 2022 Schreiber could get you a top 100 prospect. At least no. not. At least yeah, not, that's why it's so that, interesting
0: to think about. Like that was a discussion in 2022 and then it's so important to think and, and remember about how easily relievers' values fluctuate. Like his stock dropped, and Sandlin was a great return, in my opinion. A lot of industry Absolutely. people were were saying this is an absolute steal for the Red Sox, and and he was what like twentieth, nineteenth on the Royal system. He will be higher. He was ranked too low. I think he's 13 on prospects. The has it him best. like eleven. It feels,
1: it feels a lot like the uh, the Vasquez trade when we got Abreu and Valdez, who were both like fourteenth and fifteenth in the org. And now,
0: and we, and we, everyone was sort of like, this is a guy that we all kind of like. I mean, I loved Vasquez, but realizing that this prospect hall that was Sandlin is a, he's a high ceiling starter. And that's what the, this, that's what this organization needed more of.
2: And I, I also think, um, you know, I, I probably, I also probably have him. I, I haven't made any lists, but the, um, if I were to, the, I, I think Salem would easily be my top 10. There's just a lot to like. Um, you know, not not really poor extension, but good velocity with some really nice secondaries. There's there's a lot to like. I think that like Red Sox fans, a lot of kind of casual Red Sox fans that annoy me on Twitter
0: are like, why would you subtract from the big league team and keep doing this? Why- We're not trying to make it's a big like league team. We have so many, like, like no offense to John Schreiber, who I really liked as a person and as a as a player, seemed like a really good guy. We have like four more John Schreibers, John guys that could become John Schreibers. There, Isaiah Campbell there is a surplus of average arms in the bullpen. Yeah. I would even argue above average. Weiser, Campbell, Slayton, Kelly, Mata, Guerrero. These are all you know high high ceiling um, yeah. righty relievers. Who we can't have an entire bullpen of them, and then is
2: Hoppy a righty? He is, right? Yeah, but I, he's he'll, he'll start the year in Double A. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, like no, that, I'm just saying. Red team Sox team fans team should team keep team their team. eyes
0: out for Alex Hoppy. Dude throws one or two, uh, surface level numbers don't look great, but I think pitching analytics people like Quinn, um, would say that he is he's is a really elite relief prospect in this organization. And in, in yeah,
2: and in, in terms of relief prospects obviously like, as I said, like relief prospects really are not ranked that high in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of Just again, because the number of shared earnings they'll give you. But that again, you know, there Josh Minkowski was Sas prospects
1: Minkowski too
2: Minkowski yeah. to make trip the Worcester. Like like some of these guys that are surely big league bullpen arms we're not even going to make the team this year. There's going to be some really tough roster cuts that I don't think people are talking about enough when it comes to the bullpen. And there are going to be guys that are pitching Worcester that probably should not be pitching Worcester and are only pitching Worcester
1: because of this year' death. It's um, very funny that that's our bullpen is our is the team that we're going to have to make tough cuts on. Like usually, like the best teams, it's like oh, they just need a bullpen arm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah, I, I would be – I have seen Winkowski being projected in,
1: to make in Worcester, Worcester as a yeah.
0: starter. I, that just makes – I'm sorry. Like, I try and be very open-minded because I trust Sox prospects a lot more than I do – than I trust my own analysis, and I trust Craig Breslow to make the right move. But if I saw Josh Winkowski, who is so good for this team, was throwing 99 um, – and was stretching out as as almost a, a Whitlock type reliever, long reliever. If I saw him in Worcester, I don't want to see. I don't want to see another Hauk or Whitlock. I don't want to see us trying to build relievers into starters. And I mean, this is this again. I think we can all agree this is Hauk and Whitlock's last chance to be a starter. I think Whitlock's that chance is probably we've already
1: said that for, We've said that for since yeah, last. we've said last chance like four different times.
2: <laughs> it doesn't. Really... Oh, at
0: this at this stage, at this at this stage, you've got Bayo. Giolito, Pavetta, Crawford, I guess, and Hauk. Who's your fifth star? It's gonna be
2: Hauk, I think.
1: That's just sad. Didn't they
2: post five pitchers? Like, that's
1: just so sad. How am I supposed to get like genuinely excited about a team when it's like we've we've seen all these guys besides Giolito multiple times? Like we know who everyone is. There's nothing like. There's no intriguing new toy here.
2: There's nothing like, that moves the needle, and Lucas Giolito, I think, just because even if Giolito
1: gets fixed and turns yeah. into an all-star again, like great. I remember He's we still, were talking. He still has to be an ace. Like
0: me and Eric were talking. I th- we actually might have been doing like a, a an unposted podcast early in the offseason. We were like, we were like, oh yeah, the classic Red Sox. They won't get Yamamoto. They won't get Otani. We'll probably just we'll have to end up with Montgomery and and Teoscar. And we were kind of like a little bit disappointed that that was going to be the offseason. And Eric was like, and oh, now, yeah. Whenever you look at
1: – if it, if we get Montgomery, it's a great offseason.
0: And That's then, right. no, today it's, it's like, big, oh, my God, Gio Urshela signed with the, the Tigers. Us. We missed out on the Gio Urshela sweepstakes. Like, this fan base is starved for a big move. It's – it." Yeah, I saw
1: I saw someone tweeting Gio Urshela like, oh, we got outbid for Gio Urshela. I'm like, oh, my God. You didn't get outbid for – like, it doesn't –
2: it, it, it's actually endless. And like, he would have been a. I have to say that. Like, I i,
0: I was it, the Twitter discourse over, like, oh my God, I can't believe we missed out on him. He is a slightly better Bobby Dahlbeck. I was just happy we didn't sign him because that means Pablo Reyes, my king, my lord, and savior, will likely stay. If he
1: Bobby. finds a way to make the opening day roster, I think that might be the funniest thing in the world.
0: He will. He's going to make it over Dahlbeck.
2: He's a good, he's probably our best infield. He's Probably our I best. Have has been a
1: report about probably I have not seen
2: is. one prediction that does not have Bobby Dalbuck on the starting roster, on the opening day roster. That doesn't have Bobby Dalbuck on the opening day roster. No, that that doesn't not have that. No, that does. I have, seen, I have not seen one prediction that doesn't have Bobby Dahlbeck on the opening day roster. Yeah, I think he's going to make the opening every day. roster. Every roster prediction has. And that. that's
1: sad because he's coming up on thirty. He's on the
0: wrong – he's coming up on 30. Has No, he's no not even sustained on the wrong end. He's like
2: 28. He's As not even on the wrong end of under his belt that was carried by a second half.
0: You know what I'm going to say?
1: Second you know what I'm half? Say? It wasn't even a second half. It was just a month. He had a good auction. Yeah,
0: don't look up. Don't look up Bobby Dahlbeck 2023 baseball savant. I actually do see a lot of red. I see a lot of red on average exit velocity. Right, well,
1: if you see a lot of red on a guy who's 6'4", 220, 30 in a first baseman, that's usually commonplace.
2: You see, tight, Ty- you see a lot of red on Tyler near just because of the raw power. Yeah. That means he-, he put up an average. I see a
1: lot of red team. on Fred Mel Reyes. I don't know, he <laughs> must hit the ball hard or something. Like, <laughs> all right, okay, never
0: mind. Then Bobby Dahlbeck's horrible. I hate him.
1: <laughs> he's, Yup. yep, that's more like it. Okay, he's well, not- okay, fair, fair.
0: Anyway, to-, to kind of go along with our little Red Sox timeline. Immediately after trading, immediately after trading John Striver, the Red Sox signed already fan favorite. This got the morale boosted
1: a little bit. Liam Hendricks, Australian, uh, would be great from the bench. I I hate that I sound miserable. I was I hated this type of person like seven months ago, and now I have no choice but to join them because I'm just I'm so I'm so dead on this team, man. He'll be good. I was I was so excited last year. And it's a similar also I just can't do it again, man. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I feel every time, like, we get closer to the season, and we will talk about Hendricks because we don't want to be the podcaster. We just, like, uh, sit here and complain. But, and we won't. But, like, every year toward the beginning of the season, I get much more excited about Boston Red Sox baseball. And I think we all do. It's like, all right, hey, Bayo, jump. Bayo might make a leap. Giolito might get back to form. But
1: yeah, we start year, scraping up ways that we can put like we can put together like a real good team. And then it was just like
0: we're just kind of done few. with the oh
1: maybe. Like
0: the lineup, the lineup just got, I mean, our lineup was bad, our offense was bad last year with Justin Turner. And Adam Duval. And Adam Duval, who who we've replaced with Tyler O'Neill and William Breu, basically. We've slid in two very unproven players.
1: There's a high, but like a- Loki, actually, I feel like, like that's I. L- I kind of feel like that's Adam Duval in the aggregate, though. Like I don't even think that's the main issue. Uh, the, Tyler uh, O'Neill with Will Abreu issue, is yeah. probably equating to at least one and a half Adam Duvals.
0: Fair. I mean, I, I'm I'm higher on Will brave I'm higher on Will than most. I think he's, I think he's a chance to be a very good big leaguer. I was really
2: impressed with
1: what just, I saw from him.
2: It just feels like the same. Like,
1: I hope he has. What Yoshida did this year. That would be one ten WRC plus, hopefully but some just bang started average off So
2: defense. well, and then his plate discipline just
1: fell off. But you don't Who, want Yoshida? Yeah, that. because you got so tired. Yoshida's gonna have a I really mean good imagine game. imagine playing eight years professionally where you take 40-minute bullet trains to each game and you get an off day once a week to flying across the country regularly
0: and, and getting two off from, days a month and on a playing good from
1: month. early February.
0: A bit of an he basically early, 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 he basically yeah. didn't have any time off because he played WBC, yeah, because he played WBC too. Way.
1: And this, in the Japanese season ends in what, like November, like late November.
0: He got like maybe a month and a half off,
1: if that. No, and that no, was no, it was like more than two contract months. Contract but... negotiations, like, I don't know.
0: I, I, I am genuinely excited. I think he's going to be much better this year. I think he's going to be hovering around 120, 125 WRC plus
2: too many liabilities in... in the
0: field, though. There's there
2: you either. And, well, that's
1: why Yoshida's probably going to be yeah, D. A. be
2: and, and either way you put it, there's a liability if you stick Sedan Raphael out there just because of the pure bat that he has, and you're getting what like. A... I
1: kind of forget about Raphael whenever we talk about outfield for whatever reason.
2: I, I think cause the whole fan
0: base has like collectively decided that he's gonna be like an ADWRC plus bat at best. Well, I mean
1: I decided that like a year and a half ago, but I, I mean he tore up calling he got he all, people
0: excited.
2: He needs a shot caller on his bat. He literally chases
1: at an absurd rate and This is I mean, like explain. you guys know I've had a Rafioli hate agenda since the dawn of time. This guy was like I like the thing that really gave me pissed off was when Bayo Bello and him were both kind of, like, breaking out through the minors when they were both in, like, double-A high-A. And they said, are the Red Sox cloning players? Brian Bayo's mechanics look eerily similar to Pedro Martinez, and this looks a lot like Mookie Betts. It's like, you could not be further. Here's a sinker guy who, like, lives off ground ball luck, and a guy who swings at the water, if it was thrown at him, like
0: and is a better defender than Mookie. He he's he a better yeah. he's
1: literally Jackie Mookie. Bradley because Jr. Mookie at the time was a second baseman. Rafael is such
0: a comp. He is such a comp to JBJ, and that would be a great career. I'd be very
1: happy, and yeah. I think that the rest, that Saddam Rafael should be JBJ. I don't even I don't even know like I don't even know JBJ like I feel JBJ like he was a terrible. A, man. Didn't have that positional flexibility. Because Jay couldn't go play shortstop and be an mm-hmm. above average defender. No, and no, like
2: can play shortstop.
1: Rafael can play every single premium defensive position, like very good, if not gold glove level. And in center that's field, he's an 80 he's, grade, he's, grade that's defender. The, that's the only reason why he's top 100 prospect. 80 grade defender in center field, which is which
0: is so huge
1: for this. Right, not, all like, right, all right, not not degree, but he's no, he's he's, I, 80 he's, 80 in, he's a 70 degree, a 70 grade at, at least. Yeah, so.
2: he's 70 He's not. Pico Armstrong has an eighty grade glove for a reason. He's not going to be Pico Armstrong, but he's he doesn't very- have the arm of
0: Pico Armstrong. I don't think, but he's got the range. He's got the instincts. That's why I think that the, that Rafaela. Oh, yeah. Just because we we can't go into this year being like, I just I, I hate that we're still giving guys like even Duran, who was good and then absolutely fell off a cliff. Duran to me just screams like big step back like. Doesn't really doesn't isn't really able to find it. I mean, Not it's to, obvious. Let's, let's just give, let's just give Rafaela a whole year in the bigs to develop. Maybe he can't hit. That's fine. He's gonna he's gonna rack up fifteen defensive runs
1: saved probably. Honestly, Duran, like I know he's a huge regression candidate, but he needs to have a good May because Rafaela could like April and May because Rafaela could be knocking on the door by the time June starts.
0: Rafael, I think Rafael is going to start the year as the opening day center fielder, to be honest. I don't think he's going to start. Whoa. Duran had the year. He might not start in
1: AAA, but he'll start on the bench. I doubt Duran. Didn't they? They had. They, Cora called Duran the leadoff hitter. Like, there's no way he's oh been. Oh my God. To really. Cora's
2: going to do, do that. He's going to put him at the leadoff, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to. Like,
1: it's like all this catastrophe has happened in the offseason. We've forgotten that the usual Cora blunders are still a thing. Like like even with how not good this roster is, like there's still gonna be just like really puzzled sprinkled
2: in just to make it that much worse. Or uh there to people who over hate on him. They're the the, the lead off thing does really follow you
1: on Twitter, we get it.
2: All right. That that's not even why I defend I just think I, I I've always thought he's over hated. Um no, like I it just doesn't <laughs> That it, uh, it all right. Yeah, that the leadoff thing has never made sense to me. I don't think it makes sense to anyone, but with Duran?
1: I feel like we've an anti-leadoff for about everyone that's been proposed for the leadoff spot. Yoshida. Is there Quinn, who is your leadoff hitter right now? If you you get the lineup card day one, you get to pencil everyone in. Who is your leadoff hitter? No, Quinn, give me the yeah. actually, no, Quinn, give me the whole lineup at this
0: point. Off the dome. Give me the whole lineup.
2: Ooh. Is it out of the round. Just completely
1: who you want out of anyone. To say the roster
2: can hit leadoff. If you want, if you want the manager, I mean, you, you, uh, like opening day lineup or like opening, opening lineup day, like, in
1: current roster as is opening day. Yeah,
2: opening day. Okay, that's fine. Okay, opening day. So you're going. I'm, 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 I just need. I need a roster here. Just trying like, to say Durant because there's position.
1: no other options. Like because, as yeah, bad exactly. as it is, I like Yoshida. Putting,
2: Pot, you know you're, you okay. Yoshida Yush- at um. I think I think you can actually interchange Yoshida and Casas between three and the leadoff spot. You can't have them back to back, but you could have them one and three. We just
1: need a righty, man. Oh my god, it's so annoying. We just need my guy Taylor, if, and you're gonna love O'Neal
2: it. O'Neill can make that set.
1: Do you think is gonna be hitting
2: third? Probably. Who else is gonna hit? Who else? <laughs> Oh, oh, that's Tyler O'Neal. There's a lot, there's a lot of guys with high ceilings that... No,
0: Quinn, okay, Quinn, okay, Quinn. Like, give me, Story? Give me, could give Story me one through nine. nine.
2: Quinn, give me one through nine. Story absolutely has a high ceiling. That. High ceiling, man. He could easily... High ceiling for, for the guy who's on average.
1: We gave 24 yeah. AAV over seven years for the high ceiling
2: leadoff. Compared to what he's shown, I'm saying. Like... He's shown an average bat. He's shown worst bat. Yeah, in he's baseball. shown he should
1: be cut. So I sure hope. 48 that...
0: WRC plus yeah. story's been horrific. Okay.
1: okay. He's, he's like he's he like in his time as a Red Sox, he's been worse than Pablo Reyes. Um yeah, I want to hear
2: your word right, opening a lineup. Bayo I'm um I, I guess I'll go long behind the plate. Costas first, some second, story short. Devers third. And the outfield is where it gets tricky. I guess I guess you're going Rafael in center. Yosh. Hmm. Yeah. Yo, yo, Yoshida DH. O'Neal in right. Abreu in left. Yeah.
0: Transit. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean this it's your take. Yeah. 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 I, that would that's honestly, honestly,
2: that's my ideal opening day roster. Okay, so that, that that's okay, but now now you got to worry about the lineup here because there's too many lefties. There you have three lefties.
1: What do you guys? That, hold on, I hate to interject. What do you guys think about a um, about a um, Willier sadon platoon in center field with Durant, in, like right, with games Durant games. in right, eighty games, Durant right, and O'Neal in left.
2: Durant Durant should not because
1: they've 30. said that Willier's a bang average defender in center field. Like, Sox Prospects has done like like articles and like has written about like, um, Willier potentially in center, and they've said it's serviceable, which just, is what I like. Which is so is Duran serviceable? Like, are, 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 is no, that, we don't
2: that even what know, serviceable he only is? He had
1: a couple good months of defense and then he went back to his normal self, normal self
2: as in not good, very not bad good. defender in center. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. not
1: a good defender. In center I just, after like I two like. Will how about
2: why has nobody brought up? I, I still don't understand. Nobody's brought up the idea of the ran a second base.
1: I have, but As that's a, just too far fetched. Grissom yeah, should play it, every it, single day, yeah. Would not trade Chris. Yeah, down. when they signed Grissom, the, okay, that, okay, that pipe, I, I, it's late. That it's yes, late, Eric. Late, I
0: loved like, when they signed Grissom. Oh, when well, they traded for Grissom. <laughs> um,
2: technically, it's, they it's didn't sign him, they did put
1: him on contract.
2: Back, back to the lineup here, back to the lineup here. So you're going, you have the problem is, and I guess it's a good problem to have in some cases, but it's really not. You have three lefty bats that it would be awkward to put next to each other. because – Quinn, just
0: give me the lineup. Quinn, just give me the lineup. Let's just hear it. Just start it out. Doesn't have to be perfect because we sure as
2: hell know Cora is not going to be perfect. I'm going, yeah. Yoshida, lead off. Story second, um, Cassis third. Well, you can't put de- Yes, you can. But you got Cassis and Tevers back to back. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, I I just I don't yeah. All right, I'll do that. So story second, we'll go O'Neill five. O'Neill five. Uh, Grissom six. One no. I don't think you can double up on righties with this type of lineup.
0: Yeah, toss in Willier and then go Willier six, Grissom seven. That's it would why be stupid eight, to yeah.
1: stack lefties at the top and righties at the bottom. That's especially no, Grissom. Uh, that's the especially problem. Like I'm trying to no, our out.
2: lefty. I totally that's get that's the problem I'm trying to explain here because if, if we
0: try and do Grissom. Or Grissom or O'Neill and then Raphael or Wong. Then we have story leading off. We're gonna have like that that third inning and fourth inning is just we're just gonna die, dude. We're gonna get nothing out of that offense because like Wong is a Wong's a terrible bat. Wong really like
1: unless he like until he has that fifteen day stretch where he just hits fifteen balls with a one ten EV and he just like practically takes down the green monster. I, mean, I
0: love connor wong i think he's gonna be i think connor wong's gonna be at the red sox for another five years honestly as a backup catcher and, it, and when kyle teals up which is i'm actually
1: he about. wouldn't be the worst backup catcher he's got a cannon i mean he's like he's he's just like a, a an average he's just average at everything for and a and catcher
2: maguire's
1: bad at everything everything at least wong is good at
0: things okay at least wong like when you Wong is going to strike out all the time,
1: but Wong. But you're has not the expecting to hit the
0: ball. You're not expecting
1: your eight-hole catcher time. to not strike out. Like you're, you're no full well that's coming. And at,
2: at this point, it's a genuine question about who leads off. Uh,
1: can Chris I just having
0: an existential crisis yeah. over
2: here because like right,
1: I'm going to go and I'm going to go. I'm going to put it in order and I'm going to say what the what position I'm playing. I'm going to have Duran leading off, unfortunately, in center field. Duran center field leading off. Uh Devers is at third. Story is at short. If you got you, if you have the confidence that he can bounce back, you need to have the confidence to put him up at high in the lineup. If he's going to be the captain and the guy who runs the defense and brings everyone and is the glue guy, he needs to be in the middle of the lineup. He needs time to like come back. If that's what we think he's going to be. Fourth, I have Cassis at first. Fifth, I'm probably going to have to go Tyler O'Neill, Left field. Uh, sixth, I'm going to go Willier and Wright. Yeah, that's what I Seventh, I'll actually no, I completely just skipped Yoshida here. Sixth, I'm gonna to have to go Yoshida. Seventh, I will go um, Grissom. Eighth, I will go Willier. Ninth, I will go Wong. So
2: the really, the really only difference there is just having Duran, Duran, and-, and
1: Center and William. Yeah. and, and exactly. if and if um what's it called if there's a, a a lefty on the mound and you want to give duran a day off or you want to give willier a day off you can move duran to right and then play rafaela in center or you can just have the platoon of rafaela and um rafaela and willier in center combined as a platoon um because have you guys seen O'Neill's defense in right it's decent right no it's not Bad. it's like na He's like a career negative six, negative seven, oh eight. Defender, oh, awesome! Right. He needs to play left. People have just been like, "Oh, you can stick him in right." He's a good I also lover. love how the Red Sox, especially not in Fenway. How is Tyler Neal is not going to learn how to play the pesky pollen? I also
0: mm-hmm. love. I love who is the Red Sox second best outfield prospect? There's really not. You can't. Who's the what? Would you say? Who is the Red Sox second best outfield prospect after Roman Anthony?
1: twice
0: okay, Eric. is so far away. Lice is three years away. It's Alan Castro,
1: dude. We have no depth. We have no outfield position. Depth. Oh, I think even prospect is in like up. Uh, okay, I think I just my prospect is in like straight up prospect rankings. Like, up the board. Oh yeah, I, I mean Castro, uh, like like th- I mean like just depth, worried, guys? dude. They're I'm they're just worried about Snyder.
0: Did I just hear? There's Ref Snyder. You meant depth guys, right? No, I just meant like prospect, like like, like who are our future prospects. I kind of forgot about Blyce. Besides but... Anthony,
1: Blyce. That's it. I mean, who are like promising? Were you expecting a whole promising outfield? Are you overall? defining hey, Willier as a prospect? If we did, did, the the prospect? if
0: we did yeah, you, you can define Willier and Rocky like Yeah, yeah Robert, What? Too.
1: Here's the thing: is the outfield is super controllable because you have Duran who's got like 3 or 4 years of control, you've got William who's got 6 and you've got Rafael who has 6. Dude, so I just you hate, can I just have hate, two outfield prospects.
0: I just hate sorry, now we're on to the ownership spiel. Rafael Devers is 27 years old. He's in his prime and they're
1: not investing. They're and not There's investing. a young core on the way to support him too. Young you don't core even need to on wait, the way. keep the money in your pocket to fill in hitting positions because if all works you're going to need prospects to fill in those positions, and they're right there. We Ketter, have $20 Ketter, million. Ketter, dollars. Ketter, Ketter, Roman Anthony, shortstop, New shortstop, Marcelo Meyer. Like, they're all there. You can. You, they just need starting pitching. They don't need anyone else. They can patch together different hitters. They just need a rotation. We've been talking about this for like two years now. We're like, oh, I can't wait for that super rotation in 2025 when that's the only thing we have to We're, here. We're, we're here, here. we're here. We're here. And year. they're not doing it. We're Dude. here and they're not doing it. Oh my God! We have $20 Eric. Million. By the way,
0: twenty million dollars until the first twenty million dollars. No, no,
1: twenty million dollars until we like get near the the CBT cap. We don't face penalties this year because we got under the cap last year, the tax last year, which means we have almost fifty million before we even face any penalties. It would work the same as barely hitting the salary ca- or the the salary tax. As it would spending another 20 million. We wouldn't do anything. We could, could have a 237 or 257 million dollar payroll and pay zero CBT penalties. It's not about the tax. It's not uh, about physicianal flexibility. It's just straight up being cheap. That's why they're using all these different words in press conferences, and that's why they're going back on their word, because there's no external factor that they can use to defend their cheapness. Last year, it was, oh, we're getting under the cap. Two years ago, it was, oh, we have some salary. We just need to reset. They got under the cap. They reset. They didn't have two good years. Now it's time to be the Boston Red Sox again, and they're just not doing it. And with the ownership, with the Orioles getting new ownership, they have a crazy new farm. The Yankees have a $300 million payroll. I mean, what's a, uh, some, something else is going on in the division that I know I'm forgetting about. The Rays are always going to be good. Like Blue the Jays the, are terrible. The Blue Jays are is actually spelling bad. Sell the team to Henry. And he's just like, I just don't understand why we don't even have a single small report about how he's looking to sell the team off. Because it's not like he's gonna be out of the sports industry. He has Liverpool, he has the Penguins, he just bought a huge stake in the PGA tour. Uh he's got NASCAR and F1 stuff going on. This guy will be plenty busy. And he's like 75. Like, go live your life, man. Sell the team. It's like, it, it's so it's so competitive in the division. You can leave right now, leave on a great note. You can be the, team, the ownership group that broke the curse. You can bring four championships to Boston, and they will barely remember that you spent zero money in your last five, half a decade. You can leave on a great note. You're doing nobody any service. You, yourself, the fans, the team, anyone. you have your own star player first day of spring training, saying everyone knows what we need, but I can't say it. Your star player who who can't speak English. He can't speak English. That's not a fault to his own. I'm not saying he should be speaking English, but he has the comfort he has the comfort to say through his interpreter, "We need help." Like, that's not something you see out of guys who have a fear of getting lost in translation. He doesn't care. He doesn't care anymore. He's a pretty – like, Devers isn't this crazy outspoken guy. He's he's He kind of stays to himself a lot. So when you have Devers, who's very new in this role of being the face of the franchise, has the fear of getting lost in translation, and isn't that outspoken, saying, we need help, like, in all caps, there's an there's an existential problem and something needs to happen really quick because if the prospects come up and there's still no pitching there's just genuinely no answers then we just look like we're no better than the Orioles or the A's or the Rockies or owners that fans just constantly hate on for being horrible people and just being complete scrooges we're no better than that you're no better than that you might as well be the A's, you might as well be the
2: Rockies at that point. I hate,
1: I hate to be that. Also, yeah, the Celtics. You no, know, that, like that deserves
2: it. Yeah, that deserves a round of applause there. But and and yeah, you they, want to
1: clip, Quinn? Here's that. There's clip a clip, it, John, for clip you.
2: it. I hate like that. Every single podcast and every all of Twitter right now is talking about that. But
1: I just said that Joey. they one genuinely
2: speaking that.
1: That, that's everything falls back to that because, because I mean, we're talking about depth, and then it goes, why didn't they not have depth signings? They need star power. We have the star cafers, star power. It's like everything just falls back on straight payroll because you did you're not paying average enough. Payroll, and you're a bang average team, you get what you pay for. We're slotted in at 80 wins right now, and we have the 13th highest payroll. You did what? not
2: buy enough in those drafts. For those prospects to be, the Adley Rutschman's and the um, Gunner yeah. Hendricks, and You're, the, like, not be really, high enough remember in Remember when for those said prospects the to were in purgatory
1: because they kept getting knocked in the first and second round? They were like, "Oh, the Celtics were in purgatory, and the Patriots were going to be in purgatory." Once, and what did the Celtics left. do?
0: What, what did the Celtics do? What when the Celtics were in first and second round when the when the Celtics kept getting kicked out in the first and second they, round?
1: They uh, they just kept adding until they just
0: kept adding they traded for chris top sports they
1: traded for Drew well, but, but here's what i'm saying is they called other boston sports teams in purgatory we're the definition of purgatory you weren't are we are going to finish with 80 wins we have an ownership group that won't move the needle we have we're waiting on prospects who i am completely confident in i know everyone's saying oh and if these guys don't work then you're just back to square one they're gonna work. i really it's not it's one, I don't want to think about that possibility, but two, I just have enough confidence that they're gonna work out to I mean, a degree. I'm the not asking is, them to be MVPs, I'm not asking them to be perennial all stars. They just need to be above average bats with bang average defense and be positive contributors.
0: Basically reiterating what Eric is saying, right, is that the Red Sox have a the Red Sox have a good offense right now and they have Really, really talented offensive prospects coming.
1: It's only getting better.
0: It's only getting better. They have 17 year old Yoel and Cespedes, who is going to be an absolute very superstar true. prospect.
1: Absolutely, a majority I'm very, of Red Sox fans. very, very high on Yoel and Cespedes. Don't Did you even see that that Baseball America posted this morning of his swing? Oh my God, that's a compact swing for a 17 year old. He looks like it looked like Sega Suzuki, like it looked like a clinical, like. Perfect form swing He is, as a 17-year-old in Dominican Summer League. I mean, his
0: EVs nearing 110. The Red Sox system is is really good right now. They have underrated pitching arms. You have Wickelman Gonzalez. You have Luis Perales. All of them are under six feet as Eric. Jordani.
1: Gertrude.
0: But the Jordani
1: Monegro, I mean, there are really. I think good Jordani good can make, a, pitching can make a push. I think by the end of the year, Jordani will be a higher-rated prospect than Nick York. You can
0: analytics, put that on record. Analytics, guys. You can put that on record.
1: Sox prospects will have your Donny Monegro over Nick York by the end of the season. Put that oh, on I record. I 100% agree with you. I think I think your Donny Monegro will be top,
0: dare I say top seven? Top eight?
1: We had Perez. Well, I, mean, I feel like at this point last year, we'd be saying, oh, Perales would be a lot for top 10, and the same thing didn't happen. I just think York's going to fall for a Like, I actually, don't, I actually think he's out of the org, or he's 11 or 12 prospects. thing is, is because if not York isn't even through, bad. Or if any of these, like, fourth or fifth round arms show promise, they're going to get boosted up in the rankings. Like, imagine if Nizan plays like a second-rounder who got taken way higher over slot. Because then he's higher than York. I can't – blaze
0: Jordan has looked great. Yeah. He I mean, looks yeah, like he's in Blaise the best shape Jordan, of
1: yeah, his life. I mean, like, please just I, needs to find a way to not sacrifice his power while keeping the discipline he's found.
0: There are, like, as a fan base, I feel like right now, most of this, the Red Sox fan base, were unique in the fact that a lot of these players are, a, a lot of these fans are extremely educated. Even the least educated fans know a lot about this system and a lot about kind of this team from top to bottom. Because that's what you have to look for. And, I just it, it's it's so disheartening because like if there was any offseason to spend you would Yoshinobu Yamamoto you should have spent 350 million dollars on him you should I mean like it, next next offseason there's not that many pitchers that are going to be signed there's not mm-hmm. that many guys no, no, those
1: are pretty good farm. No, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. The there's Burns there's go on Spa rack and look at it there's there's I a good one. that's gonna gonna not get the extended,
0: issue, dude the thing is, is I think that the Red Sox I think that the Red Sox should make an absolutely massive, massive push at Juan Soto next offseason because we know that he's going to be a free agent <laughs> y'all know that ain't happening y'all know that ain't happening it's not gonna happen look, but I'm saying if we were the actual Boston Red Sox we would offer the Boston Red the Sox
1: bottle
2: that the model that bloom had the the way that Bloom kind of developed it If if you
1: can't spend the... You're never going to be the Dodgers. He kept saying, oh, we're going to be like the Dodgers. We're going to be like the Dodgers. Because we're going to build a farm. We're going to stay pretty kind of competitive. We're not going to hope for a World Series. We're going to build that farm. Once that farm comes up, we're going to have the farm to keep flowing through. And then we're going to spend to build on top of invest farms. Yeah. So here it is. The prospects are ready. We have the flowing farm. Let's let's go. Here comes the Dodgers' plan. Boom, cut Bloom. He's gone. Now it's time to start it over. The Dodgers. If you and we were the Dodgers. like we were like, oh, Breslow's coming. Oh, they're gonna find. They're gonna spend because they're gonna get a good name under the new guy, and they're starting fresh. How stupid were we, man? They just like, oh my god. If you look, oh, at, Dodgers, they if you look at the Dodgers, fired Dodgers because they didn't want to spend money, and they fired Bloom because he didn't spend money, like, can, like that's why he was fired. The rationale amongst fans was because he, he didn't spend money, for, the and blame. they fired him because he wanted to spend money.
2: Yeah, Bloom, you know
1: how I mean. ridiculous that is! And Dude, we were Bloom?
2: wondering, we were wondering why Luis Urias was the only trade dime exclusive. A trade deadline act Because you
1: couldn't, I mean,
2: you would not do sell anything. Either, probably. There was
1: a hard cap. There was a hard cap on the Boston Red Sox.
0: Yeah, no. Hard okay. cap the thing is, the is if, you look, at the, if you look at the Los Sox. Angeles Dodgers right now, and you look at them minus all of the money that they've spent, if you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers and and you subtract every free agency signing as if they were the Boston Red Sox they're not even a very good baseball team they're a good team because they have the great they have a great farm system but they're not an elite powerhouse like they are this season they're probably going to end up winning the world series and there's just like like if you want to be the Dodgers you have to be willing to invest like you have the kind of money that the, that the Dodgers do and the Red Sox do and the Red Sox are going to get a massive development in Fenway from the Fenway Sports Group in the next five to ten years. It's going to cost a billion dollars. They're going to bring in a ton of revenue from a ton of
2: businesses. And uh, I'm that, just like, the plan? Like, like,
1: and then all uh, the like, are, the
2: are, are, are you going to spend that when Sedan Rafael is on his fifth year of an 80 WRC plus? Like, you know.
1: What well, it's not even that. Here's the thing probably, is that people say, oh, if you have the farm system, why can't you be the Rays? Or like they're like, oh, Haim's been here for almost half a decade and we've got the 10th best farm system. That's not how that works. It work like that. I had mean, the, the Rays have had farm system. two and a half decades of analytical like diving in to the point where they've drained the swamp and they only time. have boys who are insanely efficient and can truly, truly develop. That's how they're so good. There, there's never going to be another raise. That's the thing. And now that you have this farm system, and that's the thing to look forward to, although I have utmost confidence in this group and this wave of prospects that's coming up, you're putting pressure on them as if they're already the faces of the franchise. Like, you could argue that Marcelo Mayer is facing comparable pressure to be good as Rafael Devers is right now. Dude, Kyle, t- that is people astounding. are talking... People- are are assuming that Kyle... Like, at Winter Weekend, at Winter Weekend, there was a panel for the 2004 Red Sox. There was a panel for some stars to kind of just sit in and talk during Capelbon's show, and there was a panel with York, Meyer, Teal, and Anthony. Like, there was a whole separate thing for them as if they were... The 04 Red Sox, as if they were one of the stars on the team. Like, That's where they are right now. Because that's what I'm saying. look forward to as an organization. What I'm trying to get at. They're facing similar pressure as the face of the franchise and their 19, 20, 21 year old kids.
0: Teal is being penciled in and Meyer is being penciled in as like 2025 opening day catcher, 2025 opening day shortstop. For the next Nothing will affect their development as if they will just keep moving on. I mean Teal, I'm very high on him. I think he's gonna be a very good player. I think he's gonna have a good back
1: I, I think it I think he did it will not work, hit the ball I think hard. What you just said will happen. But you can't like like I like I I don't I it's just it's such a weird place to be in, man. And it all comes back to spending because if you had Montgomery and you had things to look forward to, you wouldn't need a panel at winter weekend for all the prospects to talk. Because that's the only thing anyone's excited about. You wouldn't need that. Guys,
0: Teal is a my last thoughts. Last thoughts. It's been a pretty taking oh. a negative turn.
2: That's not not exactly my last thoughts here, but I, I was gonna add that teal is a defense first catcher, yet everyone's freaking out about the bat. Um yeah, you know, I I said this before we opt on and we kind of talked about it briefly. I didn't want to be the ones that or buy into the just constant complaining about ownership here. But I think everything kind of relates to it in the sense that
1: there's nothing you can talk about, about the organization not, it, because where it doesn't come back to ownership
2: because, because everything is, Oh, you know, if, if they would have bought this guy, if they would have spent yeah. here, if they had the funding, if they traded for this guy with this payroll and it everything falls back to it. And that that's kind of the frustrating part. And I didn't want to talk about that, but that's kind of what you ended up talking about. We ended up talking about and
1: because it's impossible I'm not to even avoid
2: Like, because that's, it's that's like,
1: something... it's, it's genuinely impossible to avoid.
2: Yeah. All right, guys.
0: Um, Socks fan pod listeners out there. Uh, we hope that you were able
1: to bear with us here. Um, this is, yeah, I'm sorry for being miserable, but like, it just had to be said.
0: This is what, I mean, no, it's the reality. And we are, we speak the truth here at Socks fan pod. You you can you can get uh, your bottom dollar on that, all right. Um and in the future, probably with the Red Sox actually playing baseball, we'll be able to be focused more on the actual players yeah. and the actual production rather than just um kind tomorrow,
1: of tomorrow, tomorrow it's yeah. yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is... we you start talking about the games.
0: Tomorrow Thankfully. we get to
1: beat the northeastern and
0: and watch the players. So um, please follow us on Twitter at pod You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and look out for actual consistent episodes, hopefully once or twice a week, recapping series moves. Uh, Eric ranting about John Henry. Um, and yeah, we will catch you guys. And, and people
1: who are just like, uh, hearing me for the first time, I've been shouting this for the mountaintops since like five years ago. So, like this is this is a lot of years built up i'm not i'm not this crazy man who's just screaming about it because it's happening now quinn and joey know i've been at this dude's neck since pandemic times episode
0: 9 eric rants about john henry till the brink of tears
1: see it <laughs>